Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher, and each week I let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and this week we've got a lot of Neptune activations. So I'm going to tell you at the top, forgive me if I make some mistakes because I am feeling that Neptune. So quick reminder, this is the first time since 1856 that Jupiter and Neptune are co-present in the sign of Pisces. Jupiter is the old school ruler of Pisces and Neptune is the new school ruler of Pisces. Before we discover Neptune, Jupiter was ruling both Sagittarius and Pisces. And then Neptune was discovered and they said, hey, let's give Pisces to Neptune. So Jupiter is still in his domicile when he's in Pisces, even though in modern day, we usually think of Neptune when we think of Pisces. So for all of you Pisces people out there, you have two planetary rulers. You have Jupiter and you have Neptune, and they're both visiting your sign for the first time together since 1856. So Jupiter and Neptune do get together in the sky about every 13 years. But again, this is the first time since that year that they are in the sign of Pisces together. So this means we all have a cosmic permission slip to rest. So if you need more sleep, if you need more time off, if you're feeling burnt out and exhausted, and I know so many of us are because we've been through so much the past two years, This is your cosmic permission slip to take the time you need to take care of yourself because Pisces is the sign associated with sleep. It's the final sign of the Zodiac with Jupiter and Neptune here. It also increases our ability to see that we are all connected. So years ago, when I first did the strengths finder assessment, which many of you are probably familiar with, and you've probably done it yourself. If you haven't, it's a really cool tool to just check out what your top five strengths are according to this particular system, which is now owned by Gallup, but neither here nor there in the strengths finder. One of my top five strengths is what they call connectedness. The essence of that strength is the ability to see the world as being connected. So the example that that book back in the day gave was seeing your bowl of cereal and actually understanding that there were farmers who grew the wheat and there were people who took that wheat and they turned it into the cereal that you're eating. And then someone boxed that cereal and then someone drove that cereal across the country. And then someone put it on a store shelf and you eventually purchased that box of cereal at the grocery store. And so the idea is that when you move through life, you see all of the moving parts that are taking place to actually make things happen. And there's an appreciation for everyone's contribution. And so that reminds me of the essence of having both of these planets, the two planets that are most associated with faith 
and understanding and spirit and compassion and belief. Having them together in the sign of Pisces, the sign that is most associated with the ability to be compassionate and understanding and empathetic, it gives this year a little bit of a sweetness, a little bit of a kindness that we've been lacking for sure. So I'm hopeful and optimistic for this year, mainly because of these two planets being in the sign of Pisces. But I want to remind you that being a compassionate person, being an empath, being a good friend, being a good partner, all of those things start with you having space to give love and to take care of others. And you can only do that when you're doing that for yourself first. And so this year, I think a lot of the themes for many of us are around making the space to nurture ourselves. And it's a perfect theme for this week because this week wraps up with next Monday, a full moon in Cancer. And Cancer is the sign of nurturing and it's the sign of the emotions because it is the sign that is ruled by the moon and the moon rules our emotions. So this week, I want you to carve out the time and the space to take care of yourself. There's a lot of astrology supporting that. And as I said last week, if you are not feeling the new year, new you, get on track, all that stuff, workout routine, diets, all the things that you're being sold on Instagram right now, really tune out the noise and take care of yourself. And you know what taking care of yourself right now looks like. So do that. So three things that I think the Jupiter-Neptune in Pisces situation is trying to teach us this year. We're being given permission to rest. You're being offered an invitation to forgive because Pisces is also the sign of Forgiveness, letting go, completing the cycle. It's the last sign of the zodiac, so it's where we finish things up. And we're being encouraged to accept what is. There's a sense of we can only move on if we accept. It's one of the stages of grief, right? So this is a moment where I find a lot of people are accepting what is. We're not fighting the situation we're in. We're not trying to count down the days to when this particular thing ends, which you know the thing I'm talking about. It's not ending soon. There's a sense of acceptance, and that's an important part of the grief cycle. So this week, consider, are you giving yourself permission to rest? Are you allowing yourself to accept? And where do you need to forgive? Those are all things to consider this week as we move toward the full moon in Cancer. So I said there was a lot of Neptune activation. I've been doing a lot of rambling and I haven't even told you what's actually activating Neptune. The sun is sextiling Neptune on Monday this week. That can inspire creativity. You might be feeling like you're just connected to spirit. You're really on. There's something that's driving you that is outside of your own being. There's a sense of wanting to be kind, wanting to be compassionate, maybe even to the people that you don't normally want to be compassionate to. I 
personally have a particular foe that lives in my building. And I ran into that person waiting for the elevator the other day. And I sparked up a kind conversation. And afterward, I thought to myself, why did I bother to have a nice, friendly chit chat conversation with him? And I said, oh, sun sex telling Neptune. I was in a kind giving mood. I'm sure it'll pass. Then on Tuesday this week, Mars squared Neptune. So we had a Mars activation of that Neptune. Now the Mars activation to Neptune is really going to linger throughout the week. So that's the more potent one. It's also the more difficult one because Mars is in Sagittarius. He is actually answering to Jupiter because Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius. So he's answering to Jupiter in Pisces. So that means there's a real desire to escape here. Both Sagittarius and Pisces They are signs that really inspire us to escape to another dimension, whether that is, you know, mentally, whether that is spiritually, whether that is physically. So Sagittarius is the sign of foreign travel. When we have Mars and Sagittarius, we're all aching to book our next vacation. We're aching to get out of whatever our particular surrounding is. We want something different. We want some excitement. When planets are in Pisces, as Jupiter and Neptune are, there is a desire to escape on a spiritual level. There is a desire to maybe numb out or a desire to transcend. So with Mars squaring Neptune, there is a strong desire to escape whatever situation you're in or whatever place you're in or whatever mental state you're in. This can lead to numbing out. This can also lead to you feeling more inspired to commit to your spiritual practice. So if you've been neglecting your meditation or neglecting your yoga practice, you can come on over to online yoga club and join me because I'm teaching three days a week and I teach a new moon and a full moon restorative yoga ritual every month. So that way you will be able to tap into that. You might find that you really just need to rest and you want to pull the covers over your head and neglect the responsibilities that you have. And if you're able to do that, more power to you. Now, another way that this Mars square Neptune might manifest is a desire to create, because this is a very creative transit. This is an opportunity to get lost in your creation, whether that is writing, whether you're a painter, whether your business is your creative outlet, whatever your creative outlet is, this is a time where you might feel like you can just put your head down and get lost in the process. And that might be really satisfying for you this week. And in that way, this might be very productive because the moon is in Taurus, which means there is some grounding energy here and the ability to actually do something productive with it. If you feel inspired because Neptune all about inspiration. Mars also loves to feel inspired. So this can be very inspiring for many of us. You might have the desire to sit and write for hours without a boundary. And if that's how you feel, then give yourself that space. Really, this week is about giving yourself space to feel however you feel, accepting that that's what is and not pushing to make it different. 
On Friday, the moon will create a T-square with Mars and Neptune. So those three planets will be in a T-square formation. And you may remember from previous episodes of the podcast that whenever we have a T-square, there is a force pushing you to make a change. And so I think of T-squares kind of like the bow and arrow. So you have to pull back the string with the bow to launch it forward. So you have to pull back and create tension so that you can move forward. So while T-squares might feel tense, they are important for creating movement. So that is something you might be feeling on Friday as we move toward the weekend. Now this week, it's pretty chill other than that Mars square Neptune until we get to the weekend. The main thing this week is that Mercury is retrograding. Yep, it's that time again. So Mercury retrogrades on Friday. He stations to retrograde in Aquarius, but he is virtually stopped all week or moving very slowly. So we are already feeling the slowdown of communication. We're already feeling the slowdown with our technology. I actually finally watched that documentary, The Social Dilemma, this weekend, which I know has been out for two years and somehow I haven't watched it, but I felt inclined to watch it. And the fact that I felt inclined to watch it tells me a little bit about what this Mercury and Aquarius retrograde is about. So we have Saturn in Aquarius. He's been there for a while. He's going to be there for another year and two months until March, 2023. By the way, that is probably when we will be able to put COVID in some capacity in the rear view mirror, because when Saturn moves into Pisces, we're going to let go of some of the restrictions because think about it. Saturn has been in Aquarius for most of the time. He was in Capricorn when it started, but for most of the pandemic, we've been working with Saturn, who is our boundary rule maker in Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign of groups and communities and friendships. And Saturn likes to restrict. It likes to create boundaries. It likes to create structure and rules and limitations. So Saturn in Aquarius has been the creator of social distancing. And therefore, when Saturn moves into Pisces, hopefully there will be a little less of those restrictions that we've come to know and get pretty used to, which Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces are going to help us get to that level of acceptance that I talked about earlier. So on Friday, when Mercury starts to move backwards through Aquarius, and then he will dip back into Capricorn before he stations to move forward very early in February, this period of time that he's in Aquarius, in my opinion, will have a lot to do with, of course, technology, because Aquarius rules science and technology, but our relationship to technology and the boundaries that we have on ourself and our own use of technology. I noticed that Instagram is bringing back the option to have a chronological feed and they're testing that now. It's interesting that that testing just started right 
as Mercury is about to retrograde. So we're going back to a different time. We're going back and we're saying, you know what, that worked pretty well. Why don't we go back to that? Because retrogrades are always about reviewing, going back, maybe finding out that the way you were doing something was working really well and you should keep doing it that way or bring it back. Or maybe you find out that the way you were doing something seemed really great at the time, but it's antiquated, it's outdated now, and it's not going to work. So we'll find out if it works on Instagram. But I think a lot of people are redefining their relationship to social media, how they use it, how they want to use it, and the effect it's having on their brain. So that documentary I mentioned, The Social Dilemma, had a lot to do with privacy. But since that documentary came out two years ago, again, very interesting that I'm watching it two years later, there's been so much talk about regulating these companies. And one of the things I've been expecting with Saturn and Aquarius is that we would have more regulation of these social media companies and these tech companies around privacy as well as antitrust laws and all of that. So it'll be interesting with this Mercury retrograde if we see any of those themes pop up. On a personal level, I think it has so much to do with how are you using your phone? How are you using social media? Is it having a positive effect on your life? Is it just a way for you to numb out? If Is it an addiction? So these are things that we need to look at this Mercury retrograde cycle. And of course, Mercury will station to retrograde in a square with Uranus. So Uranus is the modern day ruler of Aquarius. Uranus likes to shake things up. You may recall in previous episodes of the podcast, I like to call Uranus the real housewife of the Zodiac. Sometimes he surprises us with something good. Sometimes he surprises us with something we don't like. Either way, he keeps the story moving forward. So Mercury stationing with this square to Uranus means that the tech stuff, it's going to be present and there's going to be some snafus. Uranus is in Taurus, which is an earth sign. We're seeing a call to arms around the climate crisis. That might be another theme that we see come up collectively during this retrograde cycle. But I want to just let you know, When Mercury retrogrades in air signs, which it has been doing the past year and it will continue to do this year, we see a lot of those traditional Mercury retrograde symptomatic things. We see the miscommunications, the email getting stuck in the draft folder, the text that you thought sent but it didn't, the person from your past, your college friend who ditched you, come back and you see them on the street, a friend from your past popping up in your, you might know so-and-so on Facebook. So these are some ways that Mercury retrograde stereotypically crops up, right? And when we have Mercury retrograde in an air sign like Aquarius, it's going to be more common that those things occur rather than Mercury retrograde in some of the other signs, like the earth signs or the fire signs, or the water signs, where we're going to be dealing with something a little bit different. All of that is to say, be on the lookout for those things to occur. Give yourself the extra five minutes before you leave the house so that you can make sure you get to the appointment on time. Give yourself the extra time to reread the email before you hit send. 
give yourself the extra couple of seconds just to take a deep breath before you post that thing, especially if you're angry. These are all good things to do all the time, but certainly during Mercury retrograde. So remember, January is a warm up. We have Mercury retrograde and Venus has been retrograde since December. She will go direct on January 29th and Mercury will go direct on February 3rd. So this month is a warm up. Do not feel bad if you feel like you're getting a slow start to the year. You have the cosmic permission slip to slow down, reflect, review, recalibrate. It's been an intense 2021. It's okay if we take a beat to ease into this year. And as I said, the real big stuff going on this week is on the weekend. With Saturn hanging out in techie, community-oriented Aquarius until 2023, we're all redefining our relationship to social media. So I've been going old school. Yep, I'm really into texting. It's so 2002. Every two to three days, I send an astro update right to your phone. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401 and you'll always be in the know when Mercury retrogrades and when the new moon arrives, along with any other significant planetary happenings. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401. So the sun is going to meet up with Pluto on Sunday, right as the full moon is starting to form. It's going to be an interesting weekend with Mercury retrograde going into the sun-Pluto conjunction, and then Monday we'll have that full moon in Cancer. Before we get to the full moon, we got to talk about the sun conjunct Pluto because Venus was conjunct Pluto pretty much all of December, which is one of the reasons the holidays were so intense. So you might see some of the Venus retrograde story coming up again. Now, Venus is still retrograde, but she isn't stuck to Pluto like she was, which was much more intense. So you might just see an illumination or maybe an aha around whatever was going on in December for you. You might feel like your physical urges are very strong because Pluto can really tap us into our physical urges and desires. So your desires might be really easy to understand, good or bad. You might have the power to kick off a new habit that you've been wanting to kick off. Remember, I don't want you to feel bad if you're not doing New Year, New You. That's okay. But if there's something that you're like, I really want to get back to my meditation. You might find that you have the desire that you've been looking for when the sun conjuncts Pluto. Now, you might also find that you do have the strength to let go of a habit that you've been wanting to let go because this is all about desire. Pluto is about the desire to do it. So if you've been waiting for the desire to show up, you might find it this weekend. And you might not, and you might just want to keep resting. And if you want to keep resting, trust me, I'm with you. Do that. So the darkness, the secrets, the abuses of power, the control issues, 
the greed, those are things that often get illuminated when the sun and Pluto are connected in some way. Now, you may recall from episode 100 that we are approaching our first of three hits of our Pluto return as a country here in the U.S. So the past few weeks, we've seen some very interesting legal cases wrap up or come toward an end. One of them was Ghislaine Maxwell being found guilty. Another was Elizabeth Holmes being found guilty. We talked about those last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I mentioned those. And just this past week, we've had the three murderers of Ahmad Arbery were sentenced to life in prison and two without the option for parole. We're seeing justice being served. And I think this has a lot to do with the Pluto retrograde we're going through, the sun activation of Pluto right now, but even more so Venus's time with Pluto over the past month or so. Finally, we have arrived at the full moon in Cancer. This will occur on Monday, the 17th of January at 6.48 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be at 27 degrees Cancer. So this is a pretty intense full moon for a few reasons, one of which is it is right on the Pluto of the U.S. So this full moon is really activating our Pluto return. I said a while ago that the Venus conjunct Pluto really started to activate the acute time of our Pluto return. And this is further activating it. This is further bringing us into the depths of that Pluto return that we're experiencing as a nation. And as we experience it as a nation, it will have an impact on the rest of the globe because we are all connected. In your life, this full moon may offer some clarity on your Saturn Uranus story. So you may recall all of 2021, we had Saturn squaring Uranus. They are still in a square. They are starting to separate, but they're still pretty close together. And we're going to feel them for a lot of 2022, but they won't come back to that exact square. We had the final one on Christmas Day. This full moon might give you a little bit of clarity as to what you were learning with the Saturn Uranus square. What change do you need to make? What old thing do you need to let go of? Saturn rules the tradition. Uranus rules the future. So there's been a push-pull between those two things. And how are we going to work with both those sides of who we are and create something new that we want to move forward with? The structures that support us are really what has been impacted. That's why we have felt like the floor is shaky. We haven't felt steady in quite some time. Hopefully when this transit really lets go of us later this year, we'll finally get to feel some steadiness, which I think we will. But for now, this full moon might give you some clarity on what you needed to learn. What's your takeaway from last year? Again, this whole month, is about reflection. We're just warming up. We're not even into February. It's okay if you don't have it all figured out. Because Mercury is 
retrograde and sextile and Chiron in this full moon chart, there is a release of pent up emotion from the last year. Cancer wants us to feel the feelings. The full moon in cancer is an invitation to let their, the feelings bubble up and come to that apex. Now, the funny thing is that most cancers are very vulnerable, but they don't let you see it. You have to be in the trusted inner circle to really see who they are. So you want to make sure that you feel safe and secure this weekend. You don't want to be around people that trigger you. With Venus retrograde trining Uranus, this is going to be an opportunity to work with the changes. So you might have some ideas on how you can work with these changes going forward. Again, with two of our most important planets, our inner personal planets, Mercury and Venus retrograde, you're not going to get it all figured out. But I think that the full moon in Cancer will give us an opportunity to feel and release a lot of the pent-up emotion that we've been holding on to the past two years. So Cancer moons, they're always an invitation to nurture your emotions. So give them space. Allow yourself to be held by the earth. Allow yourself to feel safe and supported and secure this weekend so that you can ride the waves of the emotions so you can release them because you're going to feel so much better after. I think of the full moon in Cancer as the perfect invitation for a really good, ugly cry. So give yourself the space for a really good, ugly cry this weekend or on Monday when the full moon actually is occurring. And finally, if you want to honor the full moon with me, you can join me on Sunday as a member of Online Yoga Club. So if you're not familiar, I teach yoga Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then on the Sunday nearest the new moon and the full moon each month, we have a special restorative moon ritual. I do some yoga. It's mostly just restorative yoga during those moon rituals. And we do some writing exercises and some guided meditations to help us either release what we need to release with the full moon or set our intentions for what we want to bring in at the new moon. It's such a lovely way to feel the energy of the astrology. Blending the astrology into the yoga gives us an actual embodied experience of so many of the things we talk about here on the podcast. So I'd love to have you join us. You can head over to my website, click yoga. The links are also in the show notes as always. And that's it. Before I go, I want to wish you a very good week. May the light of the full moon shine upon you generously on Monday the 17th. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. It's such an honor to be here in your ears every week. If you like the show, I hope that you take the time to rate and review it either on Apple or Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think might like the show, you can share this episode with them right from your podcast feed. All right. I'll talk to you next week.